Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. You've got to use that promo code DNVR20 because when you do, you will get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, I get to use one of my favorite words in the English language because we get to stay abreast of what is going on in the Major League Baseball landscape. We're going to take a look around what's been happening in the playoffs, who's still in, how they're doing, what's going on, who's out, what that means for them, answer some of your questions here on the mailbag. Uh, If you, a little programming update for those of you out there, we will only be going live on YouTube now on Wednesdays for the DFA show. Be sure to check that out tomorrow, the 7th. We will be diving very deeply into the general manager conversation. So if that's what you want to talk about, what's wrong with Jeff Breidich? Maybe what's right with some other people and who else can come in and do some stuff? We're going to be doing all that tomorrow. In the meantime, figured we'd do something we actually haven't done in a little while, despite having a lot of shows, Patrick. And that's let's talk a little baseball. Yeah, it's the division series round. It seems crazy that a whole slew of series of games have already been played, and yet we're still in the same spot we normally are when we just start the playoffs, where we've got to get through the division series. Then we got still need the ALCS, NLCS, and oh, then we can have our World Series. So for the first time ever, because of this uh, wild card series rounds newly added, we have the first time ever true division series. We have two teams from the American League East, Yankees against Rays. We have two teams from the American League West, Astros and A's. In the National League, also in the East, is Atlanta against the Marlins and representing the West Everyone's favorite two teams, the Dodgers and Padres. The dream matchup for everybody. That is actually my favorite thing about how this has worked out. It's really cool. Um, And if there was a way to almost force a recreation of that all the time, I could maybe lighten up on more teams in the postseason or something like that because it's it's just objectively cool. We're going to jump into some stuff, but since Henry came in hot with a question on the topic of the day, what are some shocking moments we could witness for the rest of the postseason this year that's a great question because it's been pretty chalk so far Patrick I was rooting for some chaos Uh, we almost saw some in that first round the the Padres were a a late comeback in the second game away from from going out against the Cardinals and that would have been a big upset maybe the Marlins advancing was the biggest upset of the first round but really beyond that and, and as we've seen so far here in the second round uh, the, the teams you might expect uh, are winning. Maybe not the Astros over the A's. That's more frustrating, depending on how you feel about the Astros and, and, and that whole situation. But what could we witness that could be shocking, Patrick? Give, give us something outside the chalk. Man, I, I don't I don't know if this would be shocking in, in any way, but the first thing that comes to my mind as far as uh, exciting things that we could see this postseason, that I think in a lot of ways would be uh, a shock when you consider his track record in the postseason. But I think we could see Clayton Kershaw finally shaking off all of that postseason 
BS that he's had to deal with, and rightfully so, because he yeah. hasn't always been there for the big games. He's been there in the early rounds. We saw it against the Brewers. He looked fantastic. Definitely uh, getting a lot more separation you know, from his fastball to his his off-speed stuff. Curveball looked fantastic. I think uh, struck out 12 guys just on that curveball alone in that first round matchup against the Brewers. Now, if the Dodgers do go all the way to the World Series, he will play all of his games in Dallas, in his home state of Texas. Right. So you've got that at stake with his family around him. I don't know if it would necessarily be more than usual, but certainly playing much more of a positive impact than usual when you know these players have had to go on the road and they're not able to really see their families or do the things that they're used to doing or visit certain places that make you feel connected. Like like for me, whenever I get to go to San Diego to, to cover either a Padres series, winter meetings, whatever it is, that's a place that my wife and I, we really love to go. So even though I'm there by myself doing my job, it I, I feel positive about it. And so, you know, ball players have to do that all the time. Now, right. Kershaw doesn't need to have any of those memories because he's right there. He's in Texas and he does have his family in this, you know, newly created playoff bubble. So might not be entirely shocking given his resume in the regular season. But when you look at what he's done in the postseason, uh, he's not been a world beater. And I really think we could see him you know, really, you know, cement his legacy here in a real major way with the Dodgers possibly winning their first World Series in 32 years and, and going down history as one of the game's best left-handers of all time. Yeah, I, re I really like that one because he, he hasn't done it. So you're saying, so if he gets to the World Series, you're saying he's going to pitch a gem. One one of those games, it's just, just a sterling World Series game performance, that exclamation point on this phenomenal career that's never been there for him, that he's going to get that. I think that's a great prediction. I and I think that. it and I think it's more doable than years past because you know the the Dodgers sure. have, have essentially had the the same club for the last 3 years but even when they first went against the Astros in 2017 and again against the Red Sox in 2018 there there weren't as many of the postseason heroes on the roster. They had some younger guys. Justin Turner was already a, a well-known name. Jock Peterson was on the come up. But now you look the last three seasons of of postseason games that taking them to you know the World Series in 17 and 18 last year, getting you know trounced in five games against the Nationals, and you add Mookie Betts to the system and a lot of these young guys that are that are out there and, and really looking to make a name for themselves. I think you've got a much different dynamic where Kershaw might not need to feel any, he certainly may have learned from, you know, the past, like, Hey, I can't do it all. So I'm not going to try to do it all because when right. you do that, you just leave no room for error. So I think he might be a little bit more comfortable in knowing like, look, I can only do my best in this one particular game and I might be needed again later on in the series. So, you know what I, I need to, I need to take certain precautions in that and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. You just gave me like a very specific flashback to where I was when he was pitching against the Astros in that world. I had, um, I, we had driven out to meet my brother and his wife. They were like, they were in Denver for a conference and I, you know, lived about 45 minutes away and they were like on the South side of time. So town. So it was like a meet in the middle. They were just there for the weekend. We we're going to grab dinner for a night, hang out, happen to be, the World Series, and so I can just remember sitting in this. Um, it was like a hotel bar lounge area, right? And everyone's there for like a, a conference, like a writers' conference that he, he was there for. Um, 
and I'm the only one watching the World Series game on this little bar in this hotel lounge. And I just cannot believe what is unfolding before my eyes as the Houston Astros are just teeing off on Clayton Kershaw. And in hindsight, it's a little more believable than it was at the time, but it was so, it was just so bizarre to watch anybody do that to him, even though we know he struggled in the playoffs to see him get there and be there in that moment. And just, so you, you almost, you almost, almost have to feel for the guy. It, it's almost as if you, you could not write something, a story like that. You get, you're surrounded by all these, you know, uh, literature type people and these, these writers, authors, uh, and what have you. And yet, if you were, you know, told ahead of time, okay, and they're stealing signs and, and just all the, that, that's one of the beautiful things about baseball right. is tell, tell them that story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, besides the fact that they probably wouldn't care at all, but, but, no. but I, that's the one thing I think so many people really miss out on in sports is the drama in it. In this is the stories is the relationships between people that again, if you read it in a story, you just, you wouldn't believe it. So again, We've got these matchups where there's a lot of fire. I, there's really no fire right now between the Dodgers and Padres as far as this yeah. you know, regular season or, or last year. You just have two, you know, exciting teams. It's it's interesting. You think of, about Fernando Tatis, you know, almost you know drawing a four pitch walk, bat flip, and you go, well, who on the Dodgers is going to get upset at that? Certainly not Max Muncie, who enjoyed doing it against Madison Bumgarner last year. Right. You know, there there's there's plenty of guys on both sides that just go, all right. I get it. You're, you're giving some, some sass there and you, you've got some flair for the dramatics. Well, we do that too. So, you know, by the end of the series, there could be those dramatics, but yeah. at Atlanta and Miami, they've got it uh, thrown at Acuna early on in the game. Uh, earlier this season, we know Astros and, and the uh, athletics had a bench clearing brawl early on in the season uh, after Joe Kelly had uh, done that once already against Houston and Yankees and Rays. They don't like each other. So, again, you you can't write these things, these matchups, this excitement, this flair between you know the the pairings of, of teams in these four matchups, and it's it's already been exciting, and, and we're only in day two here. Yeah, absolutely. This is a great question from Len because so if the Astros end up facing the Dodgers in the World Series, is the cool thing to cheer for the team? that has embraced the hate from refusing to apologize for cheating or root for the team that most rocks fans have hated for years. That's, that's a tough question. Len. I, I cannot answer that for any individual out there. Mm -hmm. that, that, that really is, a, I think a personal philosophy question. Everyone's got to answer for themselves. For me personally, there's no, look, it's frustrating that the Dodgers are as good as they are. Um, the, Yes, I, I am loath to ever want them to win a baseball game and any baseball game ever. It's always annoying every time. But that's the one team right now that I would root for them to be. I there's there's just no the, the cheating is just a it's just a length too far. It's a step too far. And so I couldn't I couldn't possibly. Oh, man. Let's just hope that doesn't happen. How about you? That? You couldn't be more right. And and Len, you know, to steal your sunshine, I, I think you almost have to root for the Dodgers in that instance. You might not want to. Mm -hmm. And again, what is what is it? 
mean. Oh. Like, yes, it's painful to see the the Dodgers win, but but it get, gets that pain out of the way because whether they win or not, they're still going to come back next year to try to win their ninth straight NL West. They're still going to be this big budget team that does scouting really well, great with analytics, but but maybe it 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 makes some of their players a little bit complacent. Maybe maybe it has guys wanting more money or to go off somewhere else and be successful. So maybe that actually tears them down and, and could knock them down a peg uh, maybe in, in the short term, so to speak. But you, you certainly don't want to see the Astros do it again, whether it's legit or not legit, because that's the other thing too, is what, even if they do win, what, what are the questions going to be, right? What, uh, what are the questions that are going to be asked about? The have they found out some new ways uh, to cheat and to work around different things? And, and you would, you'd have to think, most certainly not, but it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if they went back to the well again and you almost just had to – I don't even know what the penalty would be. I don't even know what the penalty would be I if – I mean, you, you couldn't really take the yeah, team away from the city per se. You <laughs> certainly like, could force the owner to sell. You yeah. could force the owner to, to, to sell the team. That would only yeah. be the next thing and just completely wipe out the front office and – you know, take remove more draft picks so that you know th- that whole organization has to be in the bottom of the AL West for the next decade. That would be the only thing you could do because you again you, you couldn't punish the sh- city and and you certainly shouldn't. You know, you yeah, shouldn't punish the right. fans of Houston. They are not the ones making these choices. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so, what to go back to the <laughs> earlier question? My sort of uh, wild prediction was going to be: I think the Braves are going to knock off whoever wins the NL West matchup. Mm. I, don't, I don't know who I've got between the Padres and the Dodgers. I really could see that going either way, though I do think the Dodgers – I mean, the Dodgers are still the better team and the bully of the division, but the Padres just have all the juice, man. They've just got all the juice, all the youth, all the momentum, all the fire, um, and all the freedom. And as we've talked about before with the Dodgers – not getting it done it's sort of like the cubs back in the day where when it starts to go against you guys start tightening up so that guys start going here we go again oh no we've got to do perfect we've been here before we know how this can go where the padres like we haven't been here before we're just playing with house money look at us go so i i could even though i do think the dodgers are the better team i can absolutely see the padres winning that but then i think it's going to be such an energetic and, and crazy and whatever series I think the Braves are going to sneak up and nobody's talking about them and everyone's talking about how awesome the Dodgers and Padres are. And the Braves are going to be like, actually, we're the best team in the National League and we're going to represent the NL in the World Series. You you have to like that matchup against Miami where if, if they can, you know, take them down pretty easily. I, I've even, you know, heard some pundits say, go, go as far as saying they like Atlanta in three. You know, because the Marlins bullpen is just that that suspect, and yeah. they went out and, and won the first game today, nine five. And I think if you had a, an Atlanta San Diego matchup, I certainly would would favor Atlanta there. I think they've got a little bit more veteran leadership from you know even guys in the back of the bullpen like a Will Smith and uh, Mark Melanson and, and some of the older guys like Ender and Ciarte and Nick Markakis in the outfield, Freddie Freeman, of course. He's been around the block a little bit and is no spring chicken. So I like the idea of Atlanta taking out San Diego, but I, I don't think San Diego is going to get past L.A. And it's unfortunate because, you know, San Diego is not at full strength right now. If they have Denelson Lamette 
and Mike Clevenger at full strength. And I think Clevenger uh, is active for the series, but he's he's not at his best. He's not 100% healthy. So that is a major disadvantage, I think, that San Diego has to operate from out under. And, and that that's a major challenge and advantage for, for L.A., and it's it's San Diego's first time really in the big show. They it's impressive that they were able to take down St. Louis the way they did, as you said, coming back from being down 0-1 and even having a deficit in that second game, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. you know they they did it and they they answered the call. But now to do it against the Dodgers, man, that's uh, that is going to be it's going to be a tough task. Yeah, and they were carried. I mean, those are big home runs from Tatis Jr. and Machado, and I've given Machado a lot of crap over the years and. 92% of it was deserved, but I mean, the guy, we know he can show up when he shows up and, and he is showing up and, and that can be a, that can be a real X factor in a series like that. But I'm with you. I, I do, I do suspect that the the Dodgers win because well, they're just they're I think they're the better baseball team, but I, I just got the Braves taking them down. I think the Dodgers are the better baseball team than the Braves too. But the, again, it was my, my wild prediction or whatever, but I, I, I think again the 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 Dodgers have a tendency to expect to win without having won the big one, and that can cause all kinds of problems in that one inning or that one moment that starts to get away from you, the seventh or eighth, where the game slips away and is decided. Um, the Padres have come through big in those moments. The Braves have had some huge moments like that over the course of this season. So we'll see. But the National League playoffs, I think, are, are just going to be super awesome and fun. For the rest of the way here, uh, the American League playoffs are, I, I think, just kind of coming out. I, I think it's a, I think it's an unfortunate matchup for the A's, uh, this Astros team, and uh, the Yankees are are just packed with that superstar talent, and and I think those two teams are just going to kind of ease now. After that, I don't know. That that that's when we all get really tight, and we're we're with Len here, where it's like. Okay, great. Now we're all a bunch of Yankees fans too. It's we're rooting Yankees and or Dodgers this postseason. What is happening here? Yeah, it's uh, it's either going to be Jake McGee or Mike Talkman winning a World Series ring. Is that is that what we're getting at? Yeah, and it's it's frustrating or, or disappointing, I should say, for Oakland. You know, to have Matt Chapman out on the IL. Of course, you know they're they're star third baseman and yeah. uh, buddy of of Nolan Arenado. You. Again, that's that's one of those things that you you could possibly you know write the story of the Rockies making a real deep run into the the playoffs maybe in 2021, 2022, 2023, and it all starts with Matt Chapman going to the World Series or winning a World Series ring with Oakland, and those two guys getting together in the off season and Nolan seeing one. Uh, up close and, 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 and in, in person. I imagine he has seen a World Series ring before, but, you know, you never know who has one and who brings it out. And, you know, we know uh, Bud Black has one uh, from his times with the with the uh, then uh, Anaheim Angels of California, Los Angeles, or whatever they were called at that time when they were owned by Disney. California but, but Angels of Los Angeles, Anaheim? But, but, that is, but that is a box that you can only open once. So right. it... You know, Bud Black's not going into spring training next year going, guys, you want to see a World Series ring? Because they don't need that. You, you don't need that in February. You just need to be just, just pumped full of everything that, that you want to have heard all throughout the offseason. Hey, you guys worked hard. Let's go out. Man, do you see all these people that are picking us for fifth place, fourth place, thinking that we can't do it? Hey, John, 
Here's what they're saying about you knowing they think you're washed up. That's what they need. And then eventually you bust out that World Series ring when you need that little, you know, extra yeah. oomph late in the playoffs. So again, maybe Oakland goes on, wins it with Matt Chapman. And that sits about that domino effect for maybe to Nolan Arenado to get that little extra bump, maybe that that he might need. I don't think he needs it, but you know, it, it could be one of those things. But you're right. I I, I don't think Oakland is going to win this series, man. I, I like who they have in their bullpen. They got some some veteran guys. I am worried about Liam Hendricks. Threw a lot of pitches in that Chicago series. Um, that could be uh, a major problem. I was impressed that they were even able to get through to Chicago because I thought Chicago was going to win that series. And, you know, the first game was was an easy – was a gimme because the White Sox were 14-0 against left-handed pitchers. So that was an easy one right there. Yeah. But Chicago had to come back out and win the next two. Or rather, Oakland had to come back and win the next two. They did. And uh, and and at the time of recording this on on Tuesday afternoon, uh, in the bottom of the sixth, they are down. Yeah, five to two against Houston. And Houston already won the first game Monday night. And there are no off days in these series, too. By the way, right. uh, I believe they're playing them five days straight. I know the World Series. There are the two off days after games two and five, like normal. I'm not sure about the AL and NLCS if there's going to be any off days. There may be just one in there, but ultimately, you know, they're trying to squeeze in that extra round. And and because they're playing in the bubble, you don't need any travel days. So let's just go out every day for a week, play this game, play this series. It's it's a definitely a unique format, and uh, it's a good, it's an interesting time to to watch playoff baseball. There's no doubt about that. Baseball every day. That can always be fun. So if you think you know who's going to win each one of these series or each one of these individual games, boy, have I got a situation for you. you got to get yourself hooked up with the DraftKings Sportsbook app because when you bet on stuff like that, it makes watching the game a little bit more fun. It can put a little extra cash in your wallet. Plus, you can win all kinds of bonus, basically free money to bet on all kinds of other stuff. And all the different sports, uh, man, during the pandemic, they were having stuff that would be not even sports related that you could bet on. But uh, whether you're going into the NFL and picking teams, staying here with us through the rest of the MLB postseason, you've got uh, an opportunity, especially if you're a new user, to get a sign up bonus of up to a thousand dollars. That's a big old honking G just for knowing your sports, putting a little bit of your money where your mouth is you can have a lot of fun with us you got to keep track of all this stuff also on uh, the dnvr bets program they will make sure to take care of you so that you are spending your money wisely when you're out there betting on all of this stuff so again download that top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now use the promo code dnvr when you sign up and you'll get a thousand dollars Promo code DNVR for a sign-up bonus of up to a thousand bucks. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to five hundred dollars. Deposit bonus requires 25 by playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Well, Drew, my DraftKings pick of the week is a simple one tonight. Game one of the National League Division Series. I've got Mookie Betts going deep tonight. Mike Clevenger does get the start. Don't know that he's 100%. In fact, we know he's not 100%. Uh, That bullpen has had a few days to rest and recover. 
that's fine. But I think we're going to see some some relatively decent scoring uh, in this series uh, tonight in particular from the Dodgers. And so that's why it's I feel very good that my DraftKings pick of the week is Mookie Betts to go yard tonight at plus 360. Ooh. Yes. So a $10 bet wins you $36. $100 bet wins you $360 for Mookie Betts to go deep tonight against Mike Clevenger or anyone or, yeah. that the San Diego Padres throw out there. They may have to go to their bullpen early, and that's going to give him a lot of opportunities to, to see some pitches. I, I really like that one. That's a good one. That's a spicy meatball. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go with you on that one. Uh, let's see. What were the others? So we, we haven't really talked about Tampa Bay, New York, other than to say that, that the Yankees are – uh, super loaded. Uh, they're up one nothing in the series so far. But we, we talked a little bit about this one before it started. Obviously, with the DJ connection, there's a little extra uh, interest over there. And it, you know, you had made the point about the extraordinary depth of the Rays, and this has always been a thing. You know, you talk about that'll get you there in the regular season, and then these sort of superstar talents that can carry you in individual games, and then the the Yankees go out and they're superstars win them the first game of the series and you're like well okay uh here we go do you think there's a chance the rays make it close are they going to get a game what do you what do you got here oh yeah tampa will definitely get a, a game in this series in fact it, it could even push it to to five games i, I think it will go five right. i think tonight is a is a good opportunity for tampa to get one back with davy garcia on the hill at at 21 years and 140 days old actually is the youngest starter in playoff history for the New York Yankees. So he's actually younger than Whitey Ford was in the 1950 World Series. So wow. this is this is some historic stuff tonight. And the kid's got kids got some 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 pitches to work with. And it and it wouldn't shock me if he if he went out and threw five shutout innings. But uh, I think this is a game that you know Tampa needs to come back and, and win. You know Tyler Glass now is on the hill. Uh, fantastic acquisition that came over in a, the Chris Archer trade. Uh, which is one you should go back and look at. In fact, the the entire roster, yeah. the entire roster of both these teams is really an interesting uh, study in how to assemble, you know, a, a playoff caliber club. Um, and I and I just say playoff caliber because the Yankees are a juggernaut in the playoffs, but in the regular season, you know, they they barely kind of eked into the playoffs. They did get the the fifth seed, only just barely. Um, you know, missing out eighth by, by like a game or two. So, you know, they're, they're, they're no juggernaut in the regular season. Tampa Bay was a lot more so, but again, you look at the roster construction and they've got players for all different kinds of ways. A lot of them on just really smart trades or just picking guys up off the waiver on, on both sides. So not too many homegrown guys for either one of these teams, other than Davey Garcia, uh, Gary Sanchez and, and Aaron judge for the Yankees. Uh, and on the you know Tampa side, pretty much just Brandon Lau is is the only one on that side. So it's it's really interesting to look to to think about how do these guys get on this team? How do you put all these different pieces together to make them work? And we know Tampa and getting teams like Oakland, they do it really well because they've got to be creative. And you know what? That's one of the things that, frankly, we'll talk about during the DFA show on Wednesday about Yankees GM Brian Cashman how he's taken this team that has you know the highest payroll and all of baseball and all of these resources and yet he too has realized the value in just going out and 
trading, you know, two relievers to get uh, a dumpy first baseman by the name of Luke Voigt, who goes out and leads all of baseball in home runs and just right. gets creative. So uh, it, it's really cool to think about that that piece of roster construction. But uh, I think Tampa is going to win game two tonight. That that's a safe bet for me. That would be my my backup DraftKings. <laughs> there you go. Bonus. A bonus. No, I like that. And I think you're right. I think they'll get a game or two. But, um, uh, yeah, I do think the talent will end up there. Are we ready? Do we, do we want to pump the brakes before we go full on out? And, and we don't want to do no World Series predictions just yet. We want to save that before until we know at least who's in the next round. Or do we want to call it now while just looking at the – we can reassess when we're wrong after this round and, and – whoever we pick to win it is out. So what you're saying is, do we want to have like three more opportunities at picking right. the world series or one? Uh, right. I'll take three. You uh, take the three. Got you. Yeah, going into the season, I had Minnesota and, and LA. So that was a, a certain disappointment with Minnesota, you know, getting squashed by Houston the way they did. No, yeah. Josh Donaldson. I don't know that that would have made them the biggest difference in the world, unfortunately, but um, I, I think it's going to be a Yankees Dodgers. It's uh Exciting and 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 one way I'm, MLB will be very excited. The ratings should be really good. This this matchup uh, between these these two you know mega powers. Uh, there's there's a wrestling reference for you. Uh, these two mega powers twenty nine colliding uh, for the first time since I think nineteen eighty one, and so that's going to be great for for viewers, Rockies fans, of course, and other and, and other mid market and small market teams. You're going to be disgruntled and just kind of shaking your fist at the world. But it's not often that the two, you know, teams with the largest payrolls do go at it because, again, a lot has to happen during the baseball season, during the playoffs in order to get those matchups. So, uh, and if it's anybody else, hey, we're still going to be watching those World Series. We're going to be excited. But I'm calling it from right here Yankees, Dodgers, check in after this round and we'll see if I need to change that. Yeah. No, I. I think that's right. I'll be I'll to stick with my outside the box prediction from earlier. I could say Braves Yankees, which is a throwback to our childhood. Like yeah. that's uh, the our sort of golden age of growing up into the game of baseball. The Braves and the Yankees were the powerhouses of the National League and the American League throughout the 90s and early 2000s. The Braves started to fade a little bit there into the early 2000s. But obviously with those uh, the greatest pitching staff arguably of all time, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, uh, John Smoltz, obviously, Steve Sparks is on that team, Denny Nagel. Steve Avery? Steve Avery. Kent Merker? Kevin Millwood was a part Kevin of it. Kevin Millwood for a minute. Kevin Jason Millwood. Schmidt? And all the research I've been doing, but I totally forgot. I've just been looking at old rosters and running a bunch of numbers. So I'm seeing names here and there that are popping up. And you go, oh, yeah, Jeremy up in Burnett's. Uh, and then the, Kevin Millwood was one of those where I just went, right, that happened. And actually, he was fine as a Rocky. I didn't rem I remember him being like, ah, another disappointment. And I, like a 115 ERA plus if I'm remembering in all the stats I've been looking at. But Kevin Millwood, but those Braves, man, those guys could really pitch. Yeah, I, I would be really excited to see Chipper and Derek Cheater. Well, I don't know that Derek would be going to a Yankees World Series now that he's co-owner of of Miami. Uh, in fact, we could we could be seeing that you know for this week. You know, Derek, those photo opportunities of Derek and 
and Mr. Larry Wayne Jones, you know, hanging out together. But yeah, it, it would be really cool seeing seeing some of those old guys get back together. In a normal year, you would have something like that. You would, um, you know, I, I don't even know if you'd go so far as to say, okay, Bernie Williams is going to throw the first pitch out to Greg Maddox and Tino Martinez will catch the first pitch by Tom Glavin, one of those things. But that certainly would be. Julio uh, Franco going to DH. Still, still active. Yeah, he's on the taxi squad. Uh, I think maybe for both teams, just in case. I don't know if 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 Atlanta can can uh, have Julio Franco as as their kind of legend legends DH. I mean, I think Ricky Henderson still probably has another good swing in him too. So we'll have to activate right. both those guys. Right. Oh man, uh, really does take you back. Remember, <laughs> just thinking about those years of of Braves and Yankees. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. Like I said, either way, I, I think it's going to be fun. Anyone but the Astros. Hashtag anyone but the Astros. ABA. Anyone but Astros. Anyone but the Astros. Patrick, do you ever play outside the park baseball? We'll ask him about a little OOTP league. No, I, I never have gotten into it just because I have a very addictive personality. So I that's why I haven't owned a video game system in about 20 years because I just will play season after season after season and – it just gets gets too crazy. So no, I, I did uh, the dynasty fantasy baseball, and that was enough to try to, you know, scout the players who had just gotten drafted and trade them with draft picks, and that took up way too much of my time. Yeah, um, had a lot of success in it, but it would just took it's up like, more time than it should have. Yeah, I, I think it would be fun maybe this off season if if not an OOTP league or maybe a just a fantasy league or something we can set auto up new next year, but. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I know our guy uh, Talking Jake over at John Boy Productions is a big OOTP guy, and and he was talking about doing something with that. So uh, I've I've only played it once, and again, same. It's just like, you know, I feel like to get the most out of this, I have to dedicate my life to it. Um, and so I'm 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 I already dedicate my life to baseball uh, in another way, <laughs> and, and so look, looking over the fake baseball numbers can. It can also get confusing because <laughs> I spent so much time looking at real baseball numbers. So like yeah. researching like what's going on in the virtual baseball world. I've done that before where I've um, had like I'm listening to like the Brewers and the Cubs play a game while I'm playing MLB the show. And I'll forget what count it is for me in the game. And I'll take like strike three because I thought it was three and oh, because it's three and oh for whoever <laughs> I'm listening to in the game. I can't do it like my brain. Like I can't do it. <laughs> And is is it just active players that you're using uh, in this uh, you know virtual world, or are you using all time historic players? Well, in in MLB the Show, they've got the the all time historic players, right? I mean, so for OOTP, OOTP, I think it's just active players, but I do think it okay. includes um, like minor league guys, and 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 you can set it up so that it'll go from year to year. Um, and that seems more doable because I, I I've. I, I wasn't in any hardcore leagues, but maybe it was just uh, a free subscription to to something, you know, at least a decade ago, where yeah. it was you can pick players by season, and you're you know constructing a roster, and you only have so much money to spend on guys and stuff, and doing all kinds of different things. So yeah, that's it's like it's oh, just wow. infinite. So you think of the twenty thousand, just less than twenty thousand ball players that have ever played the game, but each of them, you know, if they've averaged you know, four seasons. Okay. Well, that's now 80,000 different seasons you could possibly, you right. know, tap into for your roster. So that's, that's never ending. 
Yeah, Will saying it depends on how you set it up. So maybe you could. Are you saying you can do either? Wow. So you you could set it up so that all those guys are available, so that the number one pick in the draft is Mickey Mantle or something, or or Lou Gehrig, or I mean, who would it even? Babe Ruth, nineteen twenty seven. Yeah, right. Yeah, especially if you're picking by specific season. And, and yeah, Ryan Spielberg's 2007. Great yeah. year, Billy. Great. Well, that might be something we look into. I know we uh, we have DNVR fantasy show that right now obviously focuses on fantasy football, but when it comes back around for for some fantasy baseball, we certainly may have to to look into that. You might have to get my addictive juices going again and right. talking about oh, well, you know what? If we're just talking two leagues. Now this guy is worth twenty five, but if we're talking ML only, well now you got to bump up that you know that value up to about thirty one, thirty two. Right. Yeah, that that is good stuff. I there it was a I think it was called Baseball Today. I don't know. It was basically it was basically USA Today um, had a a gigantic square newspaper that would come out once a week that I had a subscription to as a kid, and that was like one of the only spots in the nineties where you could get all of the statistics and it would show all the different transactions and it just had any and everything you can, it's, it was basically the internet, but in newspaper form. And it was the only spot that you could get. Yeah. It was the only spot you could really get everything that had to do with, with baseball. And and that was my first introduction to, to fantasy baseball. And, you know, at the beginning of every season, Hey, make your roster. You got a hundred dollars to spend and you go, all right, well you can, you can have Barry Bonds. And Greg Maddox and maybe Mariano Rivera, but now you've got like thirty more dollars to spend. So you got to know who the second tier and yeah. the, the bums or the guys that are going to start. But they'll, you know, they'll they'll chip away with some of those counting stats. So you had to have have a real good dearth of, of baseball knowledge of, of 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 who's who in the game at that point. So I like the uh, budget. I do like that more than the just the ones where they're set up where it's like you get pick one, you get pick five, and. Whatever that can be fun. Auction style. Oh, that that takes yeah. a long time too. It's That's the other forever, thing. Yeah. But it but it's fun and and old and like it's it's kind of it's a lot more like being a real GM where you can decide if you want a top heavy roster or if you want more balance or or who you think is worth overspending on and, and who you think other people are gonna overrate and underrate. Whereas when it's the other way, it's just like ah, who are, are kind of who's the best available at this pick that I have right now. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot more strategy with that too, and and knowing who's left on the board, and so it's not just you're right. Who is the best player? Because the the last time the league that I was in, I was infuriated. We had this one owner that was uh, awful. He never made any trades. Uh, he, I, I mean, I th- he thinks he was a baseball fan, but he didn't know anything about any players. <laughs> and in the first round, when everyone is putting up all of the best players in the national league. It was the NL only league, you know, and everyone's getting about $30. Maybe a guy would be about 26, but you're having the best of the best. Somehow, for some reason, he thought the best strategic play was to bring up John Jay, who at no point in his career was really worth any more than 10 bucks. And so he started at like two bucks or maybe it was even $1. And I go, okay, $1. He started off and I go, all right, yeah, I might be able to use him as my fifth outfielder. It's it's early to be thinking about the back end of my roster, but, <laughs> yeah, right. but I don't want him to get, go away for just a buck. Like that, that could be an advantage this guy has. So I go, okay, two dollars, and then everybody else passes, 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 and then the guy who brought it up goes, "Nah, I'm out." I'm like, I got John Jay for two bucks, like in the first round. Like, why didn't you go three? You brought him up. 
<laughs> what was your strategy? What was your strategy? So it's those things can drive people crazy. It's probably why there's a TV show based all around it called The League. Um, and uh, again, as you can tell bit. by how yeah. animated I'm getting, it's uh, probably best for my heart health to not be in a league like that with people that are doing such crazy things. So, But it might be great entertainment value. So we'll see what we can work out for you. To find out, you got to stay tuned with us. You got to follow us on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. You got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so you don't miss out on any of that written content. Plus, you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks. You get a bigger beer when you come on down to the DNVR bar. And you get to say you're a part of one of the coolest sporting communities anywhere in the world. Can testify to that personally. We appreciate y'all listening in to today's episode of the DNVR Rockies podcast. Hope you will continue to be absolutely awesome out there. We will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.